0: Hey, where's my little music? Well, sick of fighting with Lydia about the cops. By the way, you think it's easy being a cop? And ain't. Uh, again, it, it may turn out these guys out there in Uvalde just were cowardly and scared. It may turn out that way, which is unfortunate, and you don't expect that from cops. But it ain't an easy job, and maybe now people will start to realize just how amazing our brave men and women are, when they ran inside those buildings. They ran upstairs as the buildings were coming down. Maybe now they'll start to realize when they see the reaction in Ivaldi, which uh, these people are just human. They may have failed. They may have failed, but I hate bashing cops. Our next guest probably feels the same way. His father... One of the great police commissioners in the history, in the history of this city and state, Ray Kelly. Greg, of course, is a star on Newsmax TV. Got a great show, 7 o'clock every night. He's a major star here at this radio station, 1 to 3 every weekday afternoon. And most importantly, he did serve our country. Memorial Day coming up on Monday, 1991 to 2000. AV-88, he was a pilot assigned to the Marine Attack Squadron. So he's a, a t- tremendous talent and a real hero as well. We're thrilled to have him on this pre Day Friday, Greg Kelly. Greg, Sid and Bernie, welcome back.
1: Hey, thank you so much. Beautiful words. Well, Please continue. <laughs> no,
0: no, you know, listen, we, we've been going back uh, back and forth, me and Bernie, with Lydia, before we get to your great service on Memorial Day, about the reaction and the response. And it almost feels like the last couple of days, like the cops went in and shot these little kids. And... And, and listen, maybe they did a really poor job. Maybe they did. But I don't know, Greg, I, I, I just can't find. And Bernie's the same exact way to keep piling on uh, just doesn't seem
1: right. Well, um, I actually am very, very concerned about the police reaction. And we have to ask tough questions. We have to push it. We can't let these guys hide behind emotion. And, uh, you know, we support cops, obviously, yeah. in, in, in total. But we all know that cops, like anybody, any other profession in the world, can screw up. Yep. From pilots to radio hosts to janitors, anyone can make a mistake. And systems can sometimes screw up. So, look, after Columbine, we were supposed – everybody learned the lesson after Columbine in law enforcement. You don't wait for the SWAT team to show up. That's what they did. And it's one of the reasons why in the after-action reports they realized, they figured out so many people died. Cops who initially arrived were reluctant to go inside until the heavy weapons arrived. And that was the big takeaway. You can't wait till the SWAT team gets there. Um, now, they entered the school, but then they quickly withdrew. And I don't understand why they didn't go to the window. You know, every classroom in America has a window. That, that officer yesterday was deliberately trying to confuse the issue, was hiding things, hiding behind emotion. And hoping that we're all going to lose interest and move on. Now, here's why it's important. Not We can't let this happen again. I've been seeing it happen more and more. It happened at the Pulse nightclub to some degree. It happened at Parkland. And too often I see this, uh, even in the media, for whatever reason, it's different this time. Maybe because we have all those parents. You know, we don't want to seem like we're not supporting the cops. Well, this is the way you support the cops, I think. You gotta ask and by the way, this is not a this is a phenomenon we're seeing outside of New York. Mm-hmm. Your cops are they're 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 more they're less reluctant to engage. Mm-hmm. Something bad happened here and we gotta keep asking the questions and not let this thing blow over because the next time I mean, if they can make the the same mistake they made at Columbine, yeah I mean come on. That's fair. You saw my show last night, we showed, you know, testimonial after testimony, a law enforcement professional saying yeah everything changed after columbine well it seems like everybody forgot last thing all these black lives matter protests and everything like that i think we've made it very difficult for cops to focus on excellence they've got to focus on just surviving you know they're trying to cancel cops and now they, they they they've been taken away from from training you know right away black lives matter in 2020 they said we got to get the cops out of the schools it's one of the first things they talked about so no, there are lots of uh, things to tackle here. It's not pleasant, but it's necessary.
2: Greg Kelly, our colleague here on 77 WABC, Marine Corps pilot, a veteran of the Marine Corps, flew a plane, uh, landed on aircraft carriers. We'll talk about that in a minute, Greg. But just to back to this uh, police officer, uh, police appoint, you had uh, Joe Biden in the White House the other day, uh, two days after a, a massacre, signing uh, the Police Accountability Act, all because it was the two year anniversary of George floyd. It was an inappropriate day to do that, and yet he did that, and he, he waxed uh, nostalgic about the two thousand and twenty summer of hate and uh, like it was Woodstock talking about how we united and all that stuff, and he trashed the cops and then you had Barack Obama actually put out a tweet the same day talking about well let 's not, not, not uh, in the wake of this uh, massacre let 's not forget George Floyd was killed two years ago, so the attack the attacks on the police continue. At the very top, they continue. I thought we were past that, but we're not. I thought it was disgraceful on Joe Biden's part. What do you think?
1: I agree. I agree. Everything about his conduct has been reprehensible for the most part. Um, you know, that legislation or the executive orders he signed, I've been talking about it with some uh, professionals I know, and it's all a joke. I mean, those things mean nothing. Uh, it's it's all, you know, career politician, look at me, I'm doing something, but they're doing absolutely nothing. It's, it's all cosmetic. And by the way, it only applied to 15% of law enforcement, federal law enforcement, which right. is about 15% of law enforcement. So, And then to have that uh, that little girl there, um, uh, the daughter of uh, George Floyd. You know, look, sorry, but the country lost its mind over George Floyd. The country overreacted to George Floyd. Okay. Um, and back then, like perhaps in a different way today, people were afraid to point out, you know, well, wait a second. Let's, let's take a look at this. What, what really happened? You know, why is that cop so nonchalant? Why is he looking like that? And I was horrified, but then I found out some things. I found out that the old Minneapolis patrol manual, it was inactive then, it's not active anymore, actually authorized that maneuver. Then we found out that George Floyd had enough fentanyl in him to to kill him. Then we found out that the cops actually let him out of the police car because he was having a panic attack, and they thought he was going to die in the back of the police car. Then we see the initial autopsy report found no evidence of asphyxia. So, yeah, I, I, the mob we're becoming a mob rule country, and I'm, I'm not going along with any mob, I'll tell you. No,
0: either are we, and uh, again, on top of it, the, the guy, and I'll use this word, you don't have to, Greg Kelly, you're a much classier guy than me, he was a scumbag, a low life guy was arrested nine times, put a gun in a pregnant woman's stomach, so while his death was sad, I'm not going to use tragic like the kids in Uvalde, while his death was sad, and we're happy the cop is paying the price, he's the last guy that should be honored anywhere in this country for the life that he lived. Now... I'll tell you, uh, listening uh, and watching this Ovaldi thing, and I'm going to be able to tie, because I'm a genius here, Greg, I'm going to tie your military service and the military to the shooting. (laughs) Uh, We're talking about these cops maybe being cowardly and afraid. i go back to the movie Saving Private Ryan. There's one scene where the German guy runs up the stairs. And he gets in a battle. It's the most, I thought the most gruesome scene of the movie, actually, when he gets in a fight with a Jewish guy on the floor and he slowly, slowly stabs the guy in the heart. You may even remember, he puts the knife and it goes oh, yeah. down. And then the guy who just got killed, his, his partner is standing right there by the top of the stairs, has an opportunity to kill the German guy and doesn't do it. He just froze, just like the cops did in Uvalde had the opportunity, could have killed the German guy before he killed the Jew, he just froze. So my question to you is very simple. Ten years in the most difficult job in the world, a military guy, hero, heroism at its very best. You ever get nervous? Like the
1: cops may have done a couple days ago? Oh, my gosh, you see be working around that, that radio station like a lunatic all the time. i a mess. Yeah, just because I... Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, Yeah, no. Uh, and I was nervous at times in the military. I mean, just, uh, you know... But it's interesting you mentioned that movie because there are people out there, and you don't know it, even if you're in the military. You just don't know how you're going to react until real bullets are flying. Right. And it's almost a biological thing. It's almost, you know, you just don't know how you're wired. And it, look, I have... Been around when bullets are flying, and quite frankly, I was kind of impressed and, and relieved that I reacted and behaved appropriately. I'm not going to say brave. I mean, that's, that sounds obnoxious, but I mean, I did my job and I did what I was supposed to do. Uh, this was, by the way, primarily as a journalist in Iraq when I was embedded. But um, yeah, I, look, I'm not. I'm not ready to call these guys cowards. I think they may have had a flawed system, um, you know, a, 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 and. You know, somebody on the radio actually called in. Um, I think her name was Mary Ann from Connecticut. Said all the procedures in the world and protocol are great, but you can't let those get in the way of your instincts. And I think these guys let the procedures and the protocols possibly get in the way of their of their of their instincts. They knew better. They should have known better. So who yeah, knows?
2: No doubt about it. Greg Kelly heard every day on 77 WABC from 1 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. Greg, but I guess the question is—I I think Sid was sort of alluding to this. Did you get—did you get more comfortable as time went on when you were landing these planes on this tiny, tiny little aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean? Did you get a knot in your stomach beforehand, or did the, the that subside after time?
1: Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. I mean, during the daytime, especially, I got pretty good at it and I got comfortable uh, doing it, but. You know, the very first time you land on an aircraft carrier, you do it by yourself. There's nobody sitting in the back seat. And there, that was a real moment. I'm like, I, you know, can I do this? Uh, what's going on? And the ship really did seem literally too small. I mean, it was like it was just too small. How do I fly off this thing? It's not big enough. Right. And, you know, you're treating it like a runway, but it's just <laughs> not big enough to be a runway. I remember that feeling very vividly, like. When is it going to be big enough for me to treat it like a runway? And it it never really got that big. So, uh, But I I, I got to do it. I passed, and I I did it a couple hundred hundred and something times. And I I enjoyed the hell out of it. It's a lot of fun. But, yeah, at night it was very difficult and bad weather and, um, you know – it's like anything else you get a you get an obnoxious guest uh, you get somebody who goes rogue you know it just you, you know you got sometimes it's easy sometimes you got to kick a little ass
0: right yeah. and, and not to not to uh, minimize what you what you went what you did i mean it's just an amazing feat and, and again just the, the height of courage but a movie like top gun for example the second one just came out last week or it's coming out this week i forget with uh, tom cruise i'm not even sure you saw the first one but if you did well it be realistic or not really
1: well, I did see the first one. I saw it with my father in Westbury, uh, the Westbury Movie Theater, which still exists as an event space. And I, I, t- to be honest, I wasn't that crazy about the movie. It was very uh, you know, heavy on music, and I thought it was uh, you know, like a long music video. My father <laughs> liked it more than I did. I didn't dislike it. I flew the plane that was in it, the uh, A-4 Skyhawk, the one that uh, Tom Skerritt was flying, the Aggressors. I yes. flew that plane in flight school. Um, um, I am going to see the new one. The last one was not particularly realistic. All kinds of problems. You know, they're saying, remember how uh, Tom Cruise gets like uh, in trouble because he goes down below the hard deck? Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, the entire movie was shot below the hard deck. (laughs) I mean, the entire like, they're all flying like right by the ground, so they could. You know, so that that made no sense. I mean, a lot of things made no sense. But I I appreciate that. Quite frankly, Tom Cruise did this movie Uh, from what I can tell, and I've been looking at some clips. They used real airplanes. You know, they didn't use animation. They didn't use CGI. Wow. You know, seeing a movie is like a cartoon these days. Even if it's not a cartoon, it looks like a cartoon. It looks like somebody did it on their on their Apple. So they used real planes. I'm excited to see it. I'm probably going to see it tomorrow morning.
2: Greg Kelly again on the Bernie and Sid Show. Greg, uh, Sid mentioned that your dad, oh, the longest serving police commissioner in, in history, in the history of New York City. But he was a great police commissioner on top of everything else, saved a lot of lives. And, of course, uh, the city is ex- experiencing a crime surge. We just elected a new mayor here in New York. Do you see things getting better uh, anytime soon? What, 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 is, what are your views on what's happening right now?
1: Well, totally predictable. Um, I knew I had grave concerns about uh, Eric Adams. I've known of Eric Adams for decades. Um, this guy's always been a phony he has absolutely no ability he has minimal intelligence um agreed he's an egomaniac he's not a hard worker uh, and this the tone is set from the top law enforcement's already under siege uh delegitimized almost canceled under de blasio and black lives matter summer and all that stuff was glorified um, <laughs> It, 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 it's like, you know, I, people say, well, we want him to succeed, but he does not have the basic tools to succeed. He doesn't know anything. He was never really a cop. That's what you got to get – people have to understand. And, by the way, we've got – he was a captain. He was a bad captain, and he got out under a big cloud, uh, and he was running around with Al, Shar- Al Sharpton, literally, yep. for, yep. Uh, for his, his career. So, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a bit of a racist, quite frankly. He's a shakedown artist. So he knows nothing, and there he is. So I don't know. You know, Curtis, and gosh, it's heartbreaking that Curtis is It's great that he's with us, but I wish he were in City Hall. Um, you yeah, know, God. Curtis has uh, mentioned a couple of times that this guy's going to probably be handcuffed, and that's my sense as well, to be honest. Uh, he's got big problems with his chief of staff. There's a guy named Coron, Big New York Times article about it last week. I give the fake news credit This guy has massive conflicts of interest. He's pushing some silly lasso that the police department doesn't want. Eric Adams has been championing it since he was uh, uh, borough president. Why? Nobody knows. Well, you can guess. There seems to be some serious financial uh, interest in this and a host of other things. So, look, quite frankly, you know, I don't want – I don't condemn anybody, but I just know the guy, and I know he's uh, he's not worthy of this position, and uh, I hope – doesn't get to serve four years
0: yep we uh we agree and uh we are equally as hard on eric adams every morning as you are uh, every weekday afternoon so finally in the last 60 seconds greg we had a buddy of ours tom sullivan he's running in south queens for new york state assembly he ran for senate a couple of times as well he served in iraq he served in afghanistan he served in kuwait he also by the way dragged bodies out of the burning buildings on 9-11 and saved lives and this guy believe it or not can't win an election in queens it's heartbreaking but he talked about how on Memorial Day, when he was a little boy, his father, John, who, who your dad knows from the New York City Police Department, he would take him to local parades and he'd meet World War I veterans, World War II veterans. And that's how he celebrated Memorial Day. Yes, he had a hot dog. Yes, he went to the beach. But he would actually take time out to speak to and watch some of our braver men and women. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, It's a beautiful tradition. Sounds like a very impressive guy. Um, as for me, Memorial Day, uh, there was always a parade in Garden City. And it's interesting. Um, there's a you know, real sense of community that, unfortunately, we've lost everywhere, but still there. And um, I heard this from Sebastian. Sebastian. I think Maniscalco. A, Maniscalco. No, no. <laughs> there's a oh, uh, there's a war correspondent named Sebastian. Somebody or other, and oh. he talked about he profiled how the PTSD that some suffered by the way it's over diagnosed and it's talked about probably too much but they felt safer in afghanistan and iraq because there was security at night and they were they were well guarded and nothing was going to happen generally there was great security but when you go home there's no sense of community no unit you know we're all on our phones we're all isolated and um, they they that's when the that's when the trauma kind of kicked in or that's when the anxiety kicked in because they really felt on their own and they missed the camaraderie, they missed the sense of safety, believe it or not. Anyway, uh so I, I think any parade is really a nice thing and and um uh although no, I actually I don't think any parade is a nice thing. I, it's, right, be careful, in New York. DLM, right? <laughs> I, you, they, they screw up traffic. I mean, you know, they're, they're, there's too many of these things. I think true. we had one for Arbor Day uh, <laughs> last year. Yeah.
2: So, too man. many. Sebastian Younger, by the way, Sebastian Younger. Yeah, anyway. that's the guy. That's, that's the, guy. the dude. guy. Hey, listen, Greg, you're a great guy. You do a great job, one to three, every weekday in 77 WABC. Uh, listen, have a great weekend yourself, and, and thank you for your service as a Marine Corps pilot. For God's sakes, thank you.
1: Hey! Wow, you guys, what a pleasure! Thank you so much. Thank thanks, you, Bernie buddy. You care. got hey, it. You know what? Yeah. I used to park a vehicle next to your vehicle, the WABC that said "Bernie and Sid" on the on the side. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah. I used sure. to park in the same garage on 30, uh, 32nd Street. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Two Plaza. Yeah, and, and, that was where
0: the van was. Yeah, that was it, the original. So
1: cool, and to be to be colleagues with you, it's really great. Anyway, thanks, guys. Thank you. Me. That means a lot to us too. Greg Kelly, nice.
0: one to three every weekday afternoon here on WABC. A terrific job. Seven p.m. Every weeknight on Newsmax, he's really great, Greg Kelly. We'll take a short break. Hour number four, Bernie and Sid, coming right up.
1: At info at GobbleLaw.com. Gabo
2: Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.